This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we continue our senior salutes with the men's soccer team. We talk to the senior captains, and head coach Tyler Shake gives his perspective on the men's soccer class of 2021. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The Bates men's soccer class of 2021 did not have a losing season during their time as Bobcats. In fact, they made some history, matching the program record for NASCAC wins in one season in 2019. The group was led by a pair of senior captains, goalkeeper David Goodstein and defender Blaise Marceau. And today, Goodstein and Marceau join the Bobcast. Blaze, we'll start with you. Your older brother went to Bates as well. Uh, you were teammates with him there for a couple of years. But tell me a little bit about when you were in high school, what eventually made Bates a place for you that you knew you wanted to follow your brother here to college? Well, when I was um, looking for uh, schools to apply to and kind of figure out what my uh, future would look like, um, I didn't really know what um, I was going to do in terms of uh, what division, Division One, Division Three, what the deal was going to be. Um, but then it was actually Stu who watched me um, in one of my high school academy games um, and then saw my last name on the roster. Uh, and, that, yeah, that uh, rung a bell for him. He goes, I know that last name. So he uh, contacted my older brother, who was already playing at Bates, um, and said, would your brother be – interested in a school like Bates um, and then we took it from there and I learned more about the school and I already knew a good bit from Alex but then I got to know Stu, Stu and then that was the path I took it kind of just cruised from there uh, and then I ended up working out. Great of course for those who don't know Stu former Bates head coach uh, Stuart Flaherty you'll talk a little bit about him in a moment but David for you how about well, from your perspective when you were in high school what ended up making Bates the place for you to come to school? Yeah, um, I always wanted to use, um, you know, soccer and sports to get into the best academic school that I possibly could. And so it seemed to me that the NESCAC would be a good, you know, landing place. So I kind of went up. I'm from Bethesda, Maryland. So I would drive up to New England, hit the NESCAC ID camps. And, you know, Stu and I kind of hit it off. Um he made me an offer pretty early in the whole process, and I was very happy to, you know, commit to playing at Bates. And, you know, the other thing I was looking for was, you know, um, a program with a good team culture and a lot of camaraderie in the locker room. And, you know, looking back on it, I was very lucky with the guys I got to play with, and I think I made some lifelong friends along the way as well. Awesome. Of course, two end up getting an opportunity at Dartmouth, so then Tyler Shake comes in. Coaching transition, always interesting. Uh, David, how'd it go from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, I definitely enjoyed playing under Stu, and I'm very grateful that he gave me the opportunity to come here and, um, you know, help the program. But under Tyler, I think the program definitely took a big jump forward. I think he was able to put some a fresh set of eyes on a lot of the things we were doing. And I think we made big improvements our next two years. And you got the opportunity to start um, in goal there after Robbie Montanaro graduated after not really playing all that much previously. So what was that transition like? All of a sudden, you're, you're it. Yeah, exactly. So 
definitely a challenging first couple years. Um, I wasn't playing as much as I would have wanted or I was expecting to, but um, I was lucky enough that I had good teammates to support me, and I was lucky enough that Tyler put his trust in me my junior year. Blaze, how about the coaching transition from your perspective? Yeah, um, I really enjoyed playing under Stu, um, but I agree with David that uh, the press set of eyes on the operation uh, really brought the program forward, and uh, Tyler really pushed recruiting, uh, something he's really strong at. And so bringing in um, really strong underclass um, players was huge for us. And so we saw that uh, development from the bottom up. How about some memorable matches for both of you? David, we'll start with you in terms of a, a couple matches that maybe really stand out in your mind. Well, I definitely think you can't beat Colby our freshman year when we scored with like 20 seconds left in the second overtime, knocked him out of the playoffs. We took their spot can't really beat that. Um, and then, you know, really my entire junior year, I finally got to play on the field with my, my brothers. And that was very memorable. Almost every match I remember. Definitely. Blaze for you. Yeah. Some of the, uh, the highs for me is definitely playing with my older brother, Alex. Uh, we would play on the right side of the field together. And so that was really fun. Uh, it was kind of like the brother dynamic and you could kind of see the fear in uh, other opponents' eyes when they saw us both playing together. So, you know, we're sandwiching kids together. So that was super fun. Um, but then you're also thinking about uh, games where we could have done things differently um, and brought our team further. So as long as we keep, a, keep an eye on the things we could have done better, it's also fun to look at the, the fun times. We have a defender and a, and a goalkeeper here. So you two work together a lot. Also, right? I mean, uh, describe that relationship, um, David, from your perspective as the goalie. What are you directing Blaze to do out there? Because you, you're able to see the, the whole field, right? Yeah, definitely. My job is, you know, to take the pressure off of my back line with my communication, you know, make their job as easy as possible because I can see the field and communicate to them what's happening. And Blaze is definitely one of my favorite guys to have in front of me. He's always, you know, listening for information and when it's time to step in, he's not afraid to, you know, leave some studs in the other guy. And I appreciate that very much. Makes my job easy. And Blaze, what's that dynamic like from your perspective working with David? Yeah, uh, David was always super vocal. Uh, and like you said, you know, coming off the bench after a couple of years, um, I could tell that David was watching every single moment uh, I was out on the field. Uh, and right when he, the moment he got into the net uh, in, a, in his first game, it was, you know, it was, it was perfect right from the beginning. Uh, how to direct me, and um, he knew where I'd be and where I should be. It wasn't wasn't real a uh, big gap to fill there. Um, so yeah, the communication was was spot on. What was it like being, um, you know, named one of the captains? Uh, not only this year, but previous years as well. This year, obviously, being a very strange uh, practice season, if you will. But in the previous years, also being one of the captains. What's that like for you, David? Well, for me, it was definitely a bit of a surprise given, you know, um, we had two really strong senior captains going into my junior year, Antonio and Pater. And, you know, unfortunately, Antonio got injured a couple weeks before the season and was unable to play. So that's when I was named captain kind of to fill in for Antonio. And that was definitely a great honor. But then a couple weeks into the season, our senior leader, Pater, went down with a concussion. And then, you know, it was me and Blaze as 
kind of the captain. So it was definitely a lot of responsibility, a big challenge, but I was, it was definitely very rewarding and I'm glad it all worked out the way it did. Blaze, how'd you handle that role? Yeah, the um, responsibility put on uh, both of our plates was, I think, more than we anticipated um, with the unfortunate things that happened to um, Peter and Tony. But I think we both worked together to step up and lead the team and made it work the best we could together. We had a really strong senior class our junior year as well. The, aside from Peter and Tony, that made everybody's job on the team a whole lot easier. Certainly. And then you, you touched on Pater and his leadership. Obviously, he, he came back this fall. He wanted to play again. And unfortunately, we had the coronavirus. I mean, but what did Pater mean to this program from, from your guys' perspective? Uh, Blaze, we can start with you if you want. Well, he was always um, a big mentor for me and someone I looked up to since I was a freshman. Um, and so, yeah, he actually, you know, like you just said, he came back for the fall and then for what we were training and doing, um, with the, with the COVID season, he actually uh, pulled his hamstring, couldn't even play in that. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of one unfortunate thing after the other for Peter. Um, but despite that, you know, I was always checking in with him he was always watching and it was always this, um, open conversation and how to do things better. And yeah, he always had his eye on everything. David, what what are your thoughts on Pedro and what he meant? Yeah, I think, you know, when I mentioned at the beginning that I really wanted a team with a nice culture and good camaraderie, I think Pedro definitely personifies every aspect of that. You know, he's always um, ready to drop anything and help one of his teammates. And he's always, you know, pushing you to work harder. Um, you know, really important parts of a member of a program. Absolutely. And one of my biggest disappointments is, you know, he never really got to be unleashed in the midfield um, his last couple of years. He was, we had a center back who was injured and he was filling in. And then right when he was going to move into the midfield, that's when he got injured. And then, you know, I was, could not wait to see what our team would look like this fall. And it's just too bad that um, we didn't get a chance to show what we could do. You guys are going to be alums pretty soon here of the school. I mean, looking forward, where do you see this program going kind of from here? I mean, obviously, it, it, it's definitely um, stepped up a notch the last couple of years, it seems like, right? Blaze, what are your thoughts in terms of the future for the program? The things we learn every season as a program um, is definitely going to keep, you know, snow like the snowball effect in the future. Um, and I think a huge thing was – uh, adjusting things mid-season in the regular season um, in terms of momentum to bring us into the postseason um, with, you know, a stronger entry. Uh, and so working with the underclassmen actually this past COVID fall, um, that was a big thing we were focusing on is um, just talking about what a regular season looks like because, you know, these guys are freshmen. They don't even know what a regular season is yet for uh, based on soccer. Um, and so kind of just working with them and uh, giving them some insight in what they're working towards was important. Then, David, how about for you uh, mentoring some future uh, goalkeepers here for Bates? Yeah, I think there are big things going forward for the program. You know, I think Coach Tyler's biggest strength lies in his recruiting. So, you know, if the returners aren't putting in the work to get better year after year, there's going to be fresh talent coming in to replace them. And, you know, I think as far as next steps, you know, just being able to 
maintain the program's performance into the postseason is going to be pretty important. And I think that they will be pretty regular contenders at this point going forward, which is very exciting. Last question for you both. Just any final thoughts you want to share about your time at Bates, whether it be from a soccer or just academic perspective, even that you'll always take away. I guess, David, we'll start with you. Any thoughts you want to share we haven't got to talk about yet? I would just say that I'm, you know, very grateful for the relationships that I've made, um, especially within the soccer program. I think that's been, you know, you know, the majority of my time spent at Bates has been put into the soccer program. And, you know, we definitely have some nice NESCAC wins to show for it, but also um, some very important and strong relationships as well, which I'm very grateful for. Blaze, your final thoughts? Well, coming into Bates as a freshman, I had no idea what I wanted to study or really do. Um, the only thing I was certain of is, uh, you know, the program and playing soccer and staying focused on that. Um, and what I found out is that this program I was now a part of um, was going to develop me into, uh, you know, the young man I am today. Um, and that kind of translated into my academics and exploring what um, I was interested in and making some of my best friends now um, that helped me along the way. And um, yeah, just the program development and was there the whole time. Uh, and it's kind of like this parallel road, you know, everything else I do in my life and basement soccer um, and those two just stay together. Head coach Tyler Shake reflects on what the Bates men's soccer class of 2021 means to him. Now that their soccer careers are over, their life career is about to begin. And I can tell you they're all prepared for it. They're the first class I've had more than they might have been uh, with, with Coach Flaherty, my, my predecessor, uh, so with me for, for three, three seasons, including the COVID uh, fall, this past fall. So uh, indebted to them, the program's indebted to them. I think the, the campus community is indebted to them. And I'm really proud of uh, the group for taking advantage of Bates, for everything that Bates has to offer. We had you know, amazing, wonderful, abroad stories, uh, internship stories. These are guys that were uh, involved in a lot of co-curriculars beyond just men's soccer. So, you know, I, I remark often to my own players and then people outside of the program to stark contrast between seniors, juniors, seniors, and then uh, first years and sophomores. And it's often the closeness of the, the classes, uh, but then just the, the maturation that takes place being at, at Bates and up in Lewiston. And then Again, what Bates affords you off campus with internships and the study abroad. So, uh, so this group, um, not a doubt uh, about them. Um, they're all going to be fantastic ambassadors for Bates for years to come. Excellent. We'll kind of go through each individual um, one by one. Well, in alphabetical order, Peter Bakken, three-time team captain, came back this fall only to have it wiped out. Um, by, by the coronavirus after an injury last season, but was second team all NESCAC in 2018, was a big contributor uh, from day one with this program uh, back in 2016. So he was here for five falls. I mean, uh, we've talked about him before, but he, he meant everything, right? Yeah, we have. And, uh, and I appreciate you highlighting him again. He'd be like, he'd be telling us to stop. <laughs> and that's the, that's the character of, of Ped's, um, you know, he has a, he has a one foot in each of his, his senior classes, if you will. Um, and yeah, not much more you can say about Ped's other than beloved member of this program. Uh, will be an a, a awesome alum. He's, he's doing his thing out in Chicago right now before he goes back 
at the Pacific Northwest where, where he hails from um, out in Seattle. So this is a guy who, who's had setbacks, not unlike a lot of our student athletes and student athletes around the country, but uh, there's something even more particular about his story and that he really would have, uh, he would have been an all American, uh, both of his senior seasons, it, not, not myself, nor, nor anyone of, uh, my peer coaches in the NESCACs would have, would say otherwise. Uh, he's, he's a kid that would have came back and would have, I think, led our program the new heights. Instead, he's going to watch and cheer us on. Um, and he certainly affected a lot of people positively so that we're poised when we start up again, uh, competitively, to, to hopefully make the same sort of noise uh, next season. Great. And then Jordan Cannon, a midfielder, a guy who saw some action uh, uh, in 2019, played a lot in 2018. Tell me a little bit about uh, Jordan Cannon, what he's meant to the team. Yeah, Jordan's another another one. Obviously, Pater's setbacks um, came through injuries. Uh, Jordan's another one who suffered a lot of injuries. Uh, and when I say suffered, I, I truly mean it. He's, he's a you know, without revealing too much, uh, you know, he, he, he was in pain uh, when playing. And again, another person character-wise that w- would be the first to, to tell you he's not the only one. Uh, but uh, again, another person who, who did a study abroad thing, took advantage of Bates and everything I had to offer. The first thing that struck me about, about Jordan, uh, in fact, the first game I had with him, I believe I, I started him uh, because he had so much promise. But it is a career that... Um, was kind of bumped around due to injury. The the best thing and the best news I can report is he's someone that when he goes off to graduate school, he's a, he's a neuro major, um, smart as a whip that thinks um, and wants, you know, provided academics uh, a line that wants to continue his career. And that just goes to show the hunger is still there for someone like Jordan Cannon. So uh, we wish him all the best and soft-spoken but booming shot, uh, aptly named Jordan Cannon. And then uh, team captain in 2019 and, and this past fall, uh, David Goodstein, goalkeeper for the Bobcats. Um, in, in 2019, I started 15 games in goal. He had to replace uh, Robbie Montanaro, who had a great career here, and he and he did so uh, with a plum. Just signed a uh, pro contract, Robbie. Right, uh, right. Out in Sweden, yeah. So, yeah, no, David, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Sorry to have interrupted. I wanted to give a shout-out to Robbie and his, his work, but – David, a, a bit of an understudy um, to Robbie for, for a season or two there. Uh, everyone knew David's promise, and he stepped right in. We didn't skip a beat. Uh, was a fantastic junior goalkeeper, and he's another one that w- I thought would have been, uh, like all these guys, would have just had a, such an, an awesome campaign his senior year. Would have been great for our first-year goalkeeper, uh, Luke Antolini, and then obviously with the return of, of Quinn Kiernan as well. Um, you know, they're – the goalkeeper position is one that's incredible, incredibly important for, for men's soccer. And David stepped in a uh, very cerebral goalkeeper uh, and technical, all the technical ability in the world. He really was a calming influence for a young defense uh, in 2019, as we hit our stride and had one of the best seasons uh, in decades. Well, you mentioned Quinn Kiernott and he came back this, this past fall. Um, I believe what he was abroad the previous year. Is that right? He was, yeah. And again, we talked about taking advantage of, of Bates abroad at London School of Economics and was uh, apparently the human highlight reel uh, for, for his side at LSE and, and some amazing photos from that when that team even traveling abroad uh, and playing in, in soccer stadiums around Europe. So again, maybe not the most starts and the most minutes with, with the Bates program, but uh, one of those guys who everyone knows 
had all the ability in the world. It just maybe didn't happen for him with the Bates program, but certainly he found his niche while going to Bates. Uh, and, and Quinn just the other day was, hey, you know, have any room in training this winter, spring for a semi-retired goalkeeper? I said, you betcha, Quinn. Uh, so he's someone that just will always be flopping around uh, in between the sticks. Another captain, Blaise Marceau. Um, you know, on defense, sometimes a stereotypical, you know, a defender in soccer is pretty tall. Blaze is not that. He's he's five foot nine, but he was fierce on defense starting from day one uh, here at Bates. I mean, what? And of course, his older brother played here as well. Um, tell me a little bit more about Blaise Marceau and what made him such an effective player. This is the uh, it's the end of the Marceau brothers, uh, yeah. and it's and it's a dark day as such for for the program. Um, other than the fact that they the two of their legacies have have really impacted people. Um, first captain's award winner the last two or three years, which is uh, one of the, the top program awards you can get. So Blaze is a friend. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the head coach and he's my friend, I can say. And uh, I'm going to miss him incredibly. He's, he's everyone's favorite. Um, when you watch him, he leaves his heart and soul out on the field. He's, he's not the only Bobcat like that across all the, all the sports. But uh, if, if we had someone to say, hey, you know, what's men's soccer about at Bates? I'd point to Blades, Blaze Marceau. Awesome. And then last but not least, Jason Seeger, a three-time NASCAC all-academic selection. Didn't get a chance to, to play a ton, but obviously got done in the classroom uh, for the program, right? He absolutely did. And uh, that's a, a huge chunk of what we're about. The last couple of semesters here, our men's program um, garnering over 3.5 GPA in COVID times, in modular system, which I know has been um, difficult for, for all parties. And um, yeah, and again, I mean, we've, we've banged the drum of character, but, you know, now with a program and a team that's been assembled and I think has as much talent as any team in the nation, character wins games. And um, it's just to bounce the ball in NESCAC men's soccer per the sport as well, the way it's played. And it takes guys like Seeger who, who scored his goals certainly in training uh, and, and was as much a nuisance to anyone in training as can be. We had a couple days of contact uh, at the end of this past fall through the COVID protocols and, and Sieg's, Sieg's and our team MVP from the previous season, uh, Alex, sophomore Alex Kovacs, got into it. And that was Seeger. Uh, and, and, and he prepared everybody. And he often spoke about the 12th man and, and how that's also a part of the experience here being a member of the program. So Sieg's, all of these guys, for all their individual um, positives, will be, in, will be sorely missed. Great. Well, any other thoughts you want to share about the senior class we haven't got to talk about yet? No, just to all the seniors around, uh, really around the country, um, within the NESCAC that I didn't get to see, you know, at the end of a game and a great performance and give them a wink to certainly our, our crew here. Uh, my heart goes out to them. Uh, but again, if they've, if they've done what they needed to do during their college years, uh, you know, are certainly our, our country and the rest of the, the globe is better, better for it. We need them. Uh, we're in a difficult spot, so we need them. But uh, we're all thinking of them. We're going to miss them. Next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll continue our senior salutes with the field hockey program and head coach Danny Ryder Kogut. That's next week on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, Bates.